And you're very welcome along to another edition of Across the Line with me, Shane Brophy. Your Friday evening build-up to the sporting weekend in the Premier County. And in this week's show, we'll be looking ahead to the semi-finals in the FPD Insurance County Senior and Premier Intermediate Hurling Championships in, in the company of uh, Paddy Stapleton and Enda Tracy. We'll be previewing the semi-finals in the FPD Insurance County Senior Camogie Championship with new Tipperary manager Dennis Kelly. We'll have the local rugby and soccer fixtures for the weekend. And as ever, we'll finish by talking dogs with Barry Drake. So all that and more in a packed show up until uh, 7 o'clock. So stay tuned and we'll begin with a GA as the semi-finals in the FPD Insurance County Senior Hurling Championship take place on Sunday at FPD Semple Stadium with both games live here on Tip FM in association with Michael Scroop Insurance Limited and Scroop Melt Management in Nina. Paul Carroll will be bringing you the action from both games with Ken Hogan on analysis for Killer One McDonald's against Upper Church Trombana at 2 o'clock followed by Drum and Inch against Kiladangan at 3.45 with Shane McGrath on co-commentary. Before we analyse the games we'll hear from both camps uh, beginning with Upper Church manager Liam Dunphy uh, sorry beginning with firstly sorry with Killer One selector Christy Morgan on the huge prize at stake for both sides this weekend. Oh it's huge it's huge look it's just have to prepare and go out and perform that's it man. It's just another game of hurling, realistically, but you have to bring it to a high level, you know. We won't be favourites anyway. The favourites will be on the other side of the draw, so we've nothing to lose. So I'm just going to have a go at it. You know? yeah, you know, the guys are with them, like James McGrath and Liam, and them, they're, they're quality guys as well, you know, and they'll be friends of ours as well. So that's, look, We just have to meet each other on the sideline the next day, look, and whoever wins, wins. and That's it, Like you just have to shake your hand and move on again. You know? Huge, huge prize. If I'm not mistaken, Killer One won a Club All Ireland in about '86, was it? Yes, mm-hmm. I remember it. Yeah, um, showing my age now. <laughs> uh, as you know, yeah, from North Tip myself, James is from North Tip. He's a neighbouring parish of Killer One. I've come up against him a lot over the last five or six years. All them younger fellas, the Jerry Cahills, the Keno Kellys, played against him with a minor team in Rossgrave five or six years ago. So look, I know I'm all I'm familiar with him. For me, over the next two weeks, it's just about ourselves. We have to focus on ourselves. It doesn't matter who the opposition are. Everyone's of a relatively equal standing at this stage, I would say. So we just got to focus on ourselves and get it right and bring whatever we can today then. Like, it's huge for the people of the parish, but we can't worry about them. We've just got to worry about our own group. Keep focused, keep focused, keep focused. Mm. Next job, 65 minutes. Have a huge job next Saturday for the guys in the football against Lockmore. Following week, 65 mornings. Just keep working at it, keep working at it. Battle it out to the very end of every game and see where it takes us to. And is there many crossover between the two panels in terms of is it, is it an awful lot of lads will be playing the football as well or how, how do you kind of deal with that? I would say it's almost probably 90% plus of a crossover with guys even playing in the same position believe it or not that's how it is and look when you're picking from a small country area it's a rural parish as you know you don't have the abundance of numbers you've just got to work with what you have and guys just put on the gloves one week and put on the helmet the week after you have no choice. Upper Church from Band Senior Hurling Manager Liam Dunphy speaking with uh, Paul Carroll following their quarter-final win over J.K. Brackens a fortnight ago and prior to that uh, Killer One McDonough's selector uh, Christy Morgan looking ahead to Sunday's semi first semi-final at FBD Semple Stadium and to look at that game and also the second semi-final I'm joined by uh, former uh, sort of county championship winner of Bursley in 2019 Paddy Stapleton Paddy you're welcome to the show Thanks Shane uh, I suppose Paddy like, when, when you're in semi-final stage, it's it's so tantalising now at this stage. I'm sure you probably felt it in 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 17 and 19 when you get to the semi-final stage. It 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 
the, the I suppose the anticipation ratchets up even more in training and, and, and looking forward to these games. It does. It just it creates a big, um, it's a big buzz in the parish, and especially if you're definitely for upper church. You know, I suppose I don't know they haven't been there for a long time and haven't progressed further than that either. So it's just it, it's a massive thing, and you know, it comes a lot of things that can bring a lot of energy, can bring a lot of obviously excitement and and you know, but dreams as well, and that can be that can be a problem as well. So. You know, they they're playing very well, the likes of Upper Church, you know, um but it, it it's also a stage where thank God the pressure of trying to get to the final, you know. I mean if you get to the final at least you're saying we got there, we, we experienced it, we gave ourselves a chance, but I always find losing a semi final it nearly feels like an ultimate waste of a year. You're not even getting to the, the biggest day uh, of the calendar. So huge pressure for, for teams but very, very so exciting as well. Yeah, you mentioned pressure, and I suppose something I put to to Conor O'Dwyer and Tipcast during the week that the fact that Upper Church are already in a senior football final does that, in some ways, you think take the 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 maybe the the anxiety maybe and the pressure of trying to get to a first hurling final that they can maybe hurl a little freer on Sunday. Uh, I, I'm not sure because they're in the final. I just think because they're playing the football. Yeah. Because you're you're automatically focused and half, or maybe not as much. Like you know, I mean. Not trying to be fair to anyone, but they're probably if you give them the choice of one of the county finals, they'd probably take a hurling one if they had to. Um, so there probably is a bit more focus when they go into the hurling matches, but it certainly still takes away a lot of that, you know, that tension of of God, we must win this hurling match, you know. So I think that's a, I do think that's a good thing. Whether physically it'll be a great thing, who knows? It's been fine from so far, um, but I think it's no harm to have a little bit of chilled out, a little bit of relaxed, a little bit of uh, focusing on something else and then you know before they know it then they're in the match this weekend and I, I definitely think that's a good thing Yeah and I suppose on the flip side you, you have Killer Owen who were I think it's hard to even um, understand how it's 1986 since they were in, in a county final and like they they have to go back to three years when, when they lost to yourselves in a county semi-final when I suppose they were in a strong position um, with 20 minutes to go and didn't get it done like and it's I suppose It'll be interesting to see whether they use that as a as a positive or a, or a, as a motivating factor. Because like, there's an awful lot of the same guys still there. Yeah, an awful lot of the same guys. I, I think they're actually not in. They're in one of the better positions they've been in. Okay, they are missing. Obviously, they're they're missing some players, especially Craig Morgan, who has turned into kind of like their linchpin man marker as well as um, ball player and, and figurehead in the team. Like you know, you need them young players. Uh, very very good season for Tip, but. It, they're being played down now more than they ever were. Like so, we played them in 2019, and you know they would have definitely been been favourites for that game. Um, but now it feels like they're not written off. We know it's pretty pretty even match, but they didn't, they're not half as built up as they would be if they had a full clean bill of health. And even you know they've been, we know they're just players on the team carrying injuries. Um, we know you know James Hennessy came on wing back the last day, probably not where they want to be bringing him on. But it's it's probably the least put least put together they've been in a few years. But it could be their best chance of winning because you know they're being played down. I haven't heard a lot of talk about them this week. Uh, all the talk would probably be about Upper Church and how well they're doing in both codes, the vibrant young team. And I just think Kilarwan have a great chance the next day. They had the experience there. I don't think the same pressure is on them. I can think there's less pressure on Kilarwan than there is uh, Upper Church uh, internally anyway. And I just think it'd be very very interesting.
Yeah, and I suppose that the fact that um, I suppose they it'll be interesting to see what to do with the, the likes of Seamus Hennessy. Like he probably at this stage, maybe he doesn't have sixty minutes in him. But do you do you go with him at the start and get the team into the game, or do you do what they did the last day and it worked brilliantly for them? He came on and he made a dramatic impact. Even at right wing back, you think you bring him on at wing forward, but it was a subtle change that worked brilliantly. Yeah, I know it did. It worked really, really well, um, especially. When they were getting him the ball, you know, when he when James came on, the game was starting to open up, and I think his bit of class, like his striking, is 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 you know so much better than most club players striking, even inter county players. That when he got the couple of balls popped out the side to him, you know, he, he was able to put him more to burn. Two points of vital times, get in a few nice balls as well. I just probably I'd probably leave him for last, you know, twenty minutes again myself because. Uh, you'll need this. This should be a, it. Could be it. Might it mightn't be. But you'll be looking at it thinking it could be pretty close. Uh, you couldn't see more than three or four points in it as the match goes on. I think Killer One will need something coming from the bench. And when the pressure stakes are there, like Shane Sennessy is a great leader. Like he's very, very vocal on the field. Like even when he was playing in goals, I'd heard him at the far end of the field. Like, which is a great thing. And I think if it's two or three points down or two or three points up. Like to bring it home, I do think you could do it with a vice coming on, and like Boogie worked the last day in terms of got his goal, but that mightn't be the play this time, and maybe it might be Shem Sennessy that they bring on the forward line. Uh, but they are struggling for injuries, so you know there's a, there's a good chance he'll have to start. Yeah, and uh, I suppose in terms of what you're thinking about uh, this game, like I know just the bookies did there, they can't split them. Like I, 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 I more or less went for Killer One just on the basis of maybe to have the more the match winners potentially guys with big temporary experience that might if they fire could be the difference but to this upper church team are so even like they, they don't rely they're a very even team maybe apart from Potty Green and the forwards they they have guys that that have the ability to step up on any different day on any given day uh, they do yeah and they're very energetic and young and fit and they're playing like any team was able to compete well at senior eleven football you know, or else get around the field. And I would have looked at, you know, Killer One the last day. I thought they had some great moments, you know, and I think Keno Kelly is, has to be on form from and obviously drawn Cal and they did come up big in, in the moments they needed them the last day. But sometimes at the minute with the injuries and carrying injuries, I think that Killer One looked like they're carrying, you know, they're a little bit slower around the field at times. I, I just think it's very hard to split them. And I'd probably go to more of a, a mentality thing, and I think Killer One might might be able to push it over the line this time. But God, like it's it's very 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 hard to to tell, to be honest. And they do have experience, and you know I, I remember in nineteen, you know we had a little bit probably had a little bit more experience, and it was kind of now or never for us. And I think with Killer One, there isn't huge pressure on him, but at the same time. If now or maybe never, so for this team, so um, just very interesting. But I maybe just maybe go a killer one. Mm-hmm. And just moving on to the second semi-final, drum an inch against Killadang and at at three forty-five. Um, I suppose look, I think most people agree that Drum have probably been the the team of the the championship sort of the form team that they played pretty well in all their games. Um got through the quarter final against Lockmore. Okay, I don't think they were given enough credit for that win because. I suppose Lockmore were down so many bodies, but like, I'd say the pressure on Drum to to win that game, particularly because of the the, the players Lockmore were missing, must have been massive. And I'd say they were just glad to 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 just to win that game and get through. I'd say they were. Um, I'd say they were very happy. They they were on a they were in a no win situation really. 
Um, it was, and I was at the game. It was very, very tense. We were down pitch side. It was just compared to the following game, the Tumivara and Kilowan game, which seemed to be a lot more open, a lot more energetic. The, it, it seemed very structured. Um, Lockmore obviously playing highly structured because they're missing so many players. They kind of had to keep a handle on the game. Um, but Drummond wouldn't have been happy how they played. And you know, I would have talked to people who are not close to the team, but very much Drummond and Northern Hurland, and probably would have been happy how they played. Um, but what I, what I would say about Drum is, and like when I would have played him during the, the mid noughties, late noughties, they're always a dangerous team when they're playing as a unit and playing together. And not that they hadn't been totally individualistic uh, prior years, but you can sense that they're all going to one direction, that they're all with the management, that they're all playing as a unit on the field. Because we even played them in the league, and from that day I sensed that everybody was moving in the one direction. And that's... Yeah. And I suppose that, that's imperative for the, imperative for them. Yeah, and everything it's to be too, and everything is not going through Seamus Callanan anymore. Like they're not relying on him if he doesn't have a big game, or maybe Springer Ryan's not having a bigger game. They're in difficulty. Like they read, they're they've they've taken the onus off them and put maybe the likes of Tommy Noel and the Mikey Connors and more of these guys that to step up. And of course, you have. Johnny Campion, Podge Campion, Finton Purcell. You have a, a younger brigade coming through to 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 add that bit of energy as well. Yeah, no, no, they haven't a great... Well, it's a new team, really, like, you know what I mean? And lots of those players you mentioned were on very good underage um, underage teams as well mm-hmm. um, with Drum and probably never came through as people thought they would as minors and as under-21s. But in fairness, like, they are coming through, oh, as you said, the champions. And, and I think it takes a turnover of leadership. Like, Seamus Callan is there, you know, since 2007, leading, leading Drum an inch. And... Energy-wise, like he's probably getting a new lease of life, knowing that there's other lads that are taking the burden. The same with Johnny, Johnny Ryan, like he can come in and pot his pints without having to do all the work. And probably before this, that that hadn't happened, that hadn't, hadn't materialised. So uh, I think they're looking very good. The only thing I'd say is probably their play um, in the last few matches maybe hasn't been as good. And I think they probably don't like being hyped up a little bit because you know a lot of big teams went out of the championship. Some big teams have injuries. They're probably being um, highlighted as, as as the top team or the top two two or three teams. And I don't know if that's suiting them so much either because Lockmore match, like, they're on a hiding to nothing, but at the same time, they probably didn't play that well um, against ourselves. I don't think they played the way they probably feel they should have. Like, only scoring 115, I think, probably disappointed them. And then against Sarsfield, of course, two matters were missing from last year's team if you talk about Turles so uh, I still think in confidence wise and getting over the top teams I'd say they still have to go out and prove it to themselves and prove it to everybody else that yes we are the best team in the county or we are the real deal and to be fair to Kiladangan they haven't hurled their potential yet yeah I was um, going to ask you about that like if you were in the Kiladangan dressing room the last two weeks and you know you're not playing to your best on points on top of that you're hearing everybody else telling you you're not playing to your best you, you, can that can we does that make them a very very wounded and dangerous animal this Sunday you would hope you would hope that for their own sake uh, I'm sure they're thinking that but it can be just it can be just something you can't put your put your finger on because like the last day against Clonalty Clonalty had a man gone after 15 minutes and Kildangan only had 5 points scored at half time now look they typically pulled away because they're able to use the ball they're good athletes so they're able to use the space and they've good scores so they did pull away but they just don't seem to be clicking uh, as the unit and probably haven't 100%. They've had some great moments since the county final, won the North final in that. Um, 
to me, they haven't played as, as consistently and with the same energy and with the same hunger and work rate because I think they'd be blowing a few more teams away if they were. And to me, undoubtedly, they have the best panel of players left in the left in this competition. Like I, I don't think there's much of a doubt over that. Um, but they haven't hurled in a way where they're, you know, they're hurling with desperation. I can say that they didn't look like they were hurling uh, desperately against Clonaldi, where they. You know, they're tearing, tearing after it in, in packs and turning guys over and breaking tackles and you know, making the game really hard for Clonaldi. So that's the difficulty now. And then their, their management are probably wondering, OK, do we stick or twist? Do we put a couple of guys in and try and put a fire on the team? Or do we trust what we have? Um, so I think it's it's very, very difficult. But to, to be fair to, to Drummond Inch, if, if Killadangan don't come in, all guns blazing, ready for, ready for a battle, then they will be in trouble against Drummond Inch because I said they're together, and when they're together, they're dangerous. Um, so it's it's just very intriguing. But so you, are you, it sounds like you're going with form. I'm not, form. I'm not really. No, no. I'm, not, I'm not really. I, look, at, I I think look, I think if Kilarangan come ready for it and they have a good record against Drummond the last couple of years, now it's a different hmm. drum team. They're more together, as I said. But like, I, uh, very hard again. I think Drum are playing as a team more. But if Kilarangan get together, they could win by a margin, you know, by five, six points. So I'd probably go with Kildangan, but that's only on the basis that we're going to see maybe a higher temperature than we've seen out of them for probably a long time. So uh, the North, the North man burped, Paddy's tipping an all-North final, so that, 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 that would be uh, <laughs> a killer one, Kildangan final would, would, would get the appetite, but then <laughs> drum upper church one with two, like a nope. Yeah, so we're <laughs> caught either way. We've, I've all-North or else I have two neighbours, so that's I don't it. know. <laughs> You'll have to disappear for a few weeks. Uh, Paddy Stapleton, uh, thanks for your thoughts on Across the Line. No matter, Shane, thank you. Paddy Stapleton there looking ahead to those two senior semi-finals on Sunday. And before we go to the break, we're going to hear from the Drummond Inch and uh, Kiladangan t- camps. Uh, coming uh, secondly will be Kiladangan selector Sean O'Mara on their quest for their best form. But firstly, Drummond Inch joint manager Paul Collins on the challenge they face from the 2020 champions. It's incredibly tough opposition and we need to be at our opinion of our Very high performance levels to, to have a chance against Kiladangan. In a lot of people's eyes, they, they, they are the favourites. Um, they've been in the last... Outside of last year, they've been in the previous two county finals, one 2020, and they were at a very close semi-final against Torres Arts last year. So look, um, top-class opposition, and as I say, we'll have to be at the very top of our performance to, to, um, to come here. We've been saying all year, if we can put 60 minutes together of you know, what we're capable of t- at, at times, you know, you'll, you'll win a lot of games or you'll be, you'll be very much in, in contention uh, come this time of the year. But we're not doing that, and um, you know. And as I said, we've, we've, we've a lot of work to do. Um, you know, at the same time, we, I thought we were comfortable winners today, but uh, as you say, not exactly shooting the lights out and, 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 and stuff to work. You, you'll have to find it against Drum, who probably been to the farm team of the campaign so far. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, they've, you know, I've, I've even seen him. We played him during the league, and they bet us fair and squarely. Um, they've, you know, they. Probably every line in the field have guys who have, have wore the blue and gold at, at some level of or other. They have a lot of experienced players and they have a lot of young players coming through. Plus, they have guys in the bench that you know. I think we have them as well. So, uh, it's going to make for an interesting semi-final. 
And you're welcome back to the show and we stay with Hurling and there are plenty of uh, other big games outside of the two senior semi-finals this weekend including a senior relegation final plus semi-finals in the Premier Intermediate Championship one of which as you heard on the ad there Roscrave B. Burgess will be live here on Tip FM tomorrow from 3.30 from Nina with Stephen Gleeson and Shane McGrath bringing you the action and to preview that game and more I'm joined once more by Andrew Tracy of the Tipperary Star Andrew you're welcome to the show Good to have you along again. And, uh, and we'll, we'll start with that senior relegation final. I suppose all the focus is on the maybe the chase for Dan, but like these two teams looking to stay, stay keep their senior status for next year. Um, I suppose people are looking at this and thinking that uh, Aero Ganacarty have been there and done that over the years, but uh, someday maybe they won't be able. To, Maybe maybe they're going to fall through the trap door. Like they maybe won't be able to rely on that experience. But it's certainly something they have over Templeberry in terms of how to deal with the relegation pressure. It is, yeah. And in fairness, they kind of have the experience of playing in senior championship for the last number of years. Whereas Templeberry are just new to it, really. It's getting promoted this year, but looking, I'm just looking out, and the, the weather has been very poor the last few days, and I couldn't help but thinking that probably would suit their og, and they'd be delighted to see it coming down maybe to turn it into a bit of a dog fight and try and dig it out that way. Because Mountain Temple there, you have some very good forwards um, all around the pitch and they can put up heavy scores, but equally, Aerog have a set of backs there that are very strong in the midfield. So it's it's kind of a tale of two different types of teams and it'll be hard to call it. It'll be very hard to call it. Yeah, that game is in three at three o'clock in Holy Cross tomorrow. And the other relegation finalists on tomorrow, it's in Premier Intermediate, half past three in Table Two. Carrick Swan against Killadang, and I suppose a lot of the focus will be on Carrick Swan because you potentially could have the South Senior Champions being being relegated to Intermediate. Yeah, it would be an absolute disaster, not just for the Swan, but for just the South Division or the potential of a Senior Championship next year. It'd be champions going down to intermediate it's 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 unbelievable really thinking about it you wouldn't have called it after they beaten beaten Mullenhorn in the final a few months ago so they're going to be going up against the Killalangan team that were unlucky not to get over Newport so you, know, you wouldn't want to take it for granted just because it's a club second team that you should be winning the match like the, the, the Killalangan second team have plenty of talent there the, you know, we, we all know in the north the type of players that they have there they have played senior senior A over the years and still have quality and still have energy and and can produce big performances. So <laughs> I've had to be in Carrick Swan's shoes at the moment because they'll be expected to win, and if they don't win, it'll be a disaster for them. Yeah, that, that thing, that, that's for certain. And uh, I suppose um, if if they do go down, I suppose from the South point of view, they'd, they'd like to see a team coming up, and I suppose their their last, um, I suppose in terms of, I suppose you'd like to see a team going up to, to senior level of proper and I suppose they have that opportunity with St Mary's there in that in Premier Intermediate semi-final against uh, Gorton Hook and Gould tomorrow that game is now at 4 o'clock in Cashel it's been pushed back from uh, 3.45 um, very very tight one to call here I, I think like both teams have shown since well, since 2017 when they were in the Intermediate final with St Mary's one how, how they've developed and I suppose maybe Gorton Hook probably have developed maybe at a uh, more surprising pace where we were always looking at St Mary's and the underage talent they had that they were going to maybe have a fair chance of maybe cracking senior level over the next next few years but definitely Gurton who maybe over the last two years since they won that intermediate championship really have they're playing a smashing brand of hurling and they're showing no fear Absolutely yeah they've, they've been a real surprise back into the championship I think since they started winning the first, first uh, group game or the second one we were kind of expecting them maybe to taper off a bit Maybe that they were just catching teams on the hop, but 
look out our teams the last couple of rounds would have known what was coming and obviously still helpless to stop it. Um, as you say, they're kind of a different trajectory with, with the club. They're predominantly competing in B competitions. No real stars, but they're obviously working with the with the players that they have there and they're getting the most out of them, the way they're hurling. So, you know, they're, they're on a real, real good win and run and we can see what momentum does to teams with Upper Church there going so well in both codes, just getting win after win and it just it builds such momentum and it can make such a difference for, for confidence in the team. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I suppose like you, people are focusing on upper church and their dual run. Like there's mm. an awful lot of these St Mary's guys are potentially yeah. going to be maybe senior football, premier intermediate medals over the next couple of weeks if things go well for them. Absolutely, and I think there's more in St Mary's as well. Look, they've managed to do what they had to do in their matches so far, but you know I think there's more in them. I think they've more ability in the field that they're not showing. So look, that that has all the ingredients of a cracking game. Two teams that wouldn't really be familiar with each other, so. They'll probably they probably won't they'll throw a caution to the wind there and, and open up I'd say judging by the way the two teams play. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're if you were to call it what what were you leaning? Well, I haven't seen Gertner who this year at all, so uh, I think I I fancy St Mary's marginally, but that would be just on the basis of I've seen St Mary's and I haven't seen Gertner who. Okay, yeah. and the other semi final is in Nina t- tomorrow three thirty. It's our live game here on Tip FM. Ross Gray up against uh, Burgess. Um, I suppose Ross Gray off the back I th- I know they were very very happy with the performance against Hurlis Arsfields in the quarter final. They feel things are are coming along nicely, but. You have a, a Burgess team who really have hit their straps in recent games, like three games ago. They were possibly looking at a relegation fight. Now they're maybe they're one game away from being in a county final. Yeah, and as, as I was just saying about Curtin, who winning games gives you such confidence. Like Burgess were abject the first two games, and you know they caught the lucky break with St Mary's having the under nineteen final and, and having already topped the group into the last game. Once they got that win under the belt, you could see the confidence coming back into them against Clonakenny. As that game wore on as well, they were they were getting more and more hurling into them, getting the scores, getting the big moments, getting the confidence in the players, and it's it's, it's unreal how quick it can change, and it just shows that even from game to game things can change so 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 massively really. Um, but they're coming up against a good team in Ross Gray. I've seen them against Charles Sarsfield the last day and they're motoring really well. Yeah, and I, 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 even though they, they had a, they've had a good campaign, like in this was the only blip was a North final lost to Porto, and even that was after extra time. But you sort of felt maybe there were there were things hadn't clicked. But maybe I don't know if it's too simplistic to say that the return of Valentine and just has given a, a, a sort of a, a just a, particularly in the forward line, it sort of just given them a, a focal point that other players can feed off of. Absolutely, and it just it's another. Another attention for the defence to take up. He's, take, he's going to take up, take some mind, and you know, and it opens up gaps for other lads, gives them space, gives them more opportunity. But you know, it's a good forward line at this level. You know, Evan Fitzpatrick tipped over seven points the last day, dropping deep. Shane Fletcher has moved up to the full forward line. I think earlier in the year he was been deployed at midfield, and I don't think it suited him as well. Um, he, he was very good there the last day. He was, he must have won five or six frees and scored a few himself up a goal. So, like, they're they're a very young team, Ross Gray, in fairness, and they've got oodles of ability. It's just about getting over the line. They haven't seemed to get that bit of confidence in getting a big win over the last few years, struggling to stay in senior. Um, so, like, if they could get over the line, get into a final, get into the senior, you know, we've seen the underage talent that they're bringing through in Ross Gray always. They have to get it right at some stage because <laughs> we've seen over the years they're bringing through talent all the time, but it just doesn't seem to correspond with their uh, senior team producing the goods so um, they seem to be more than well they've progressively gotten better with each round 
between the North Championship and the County Championship so they'll go in as favourites I think justifiably so mm-hmm. and just quickly the, the, the Intermediate Championship at the four, there's four quarter finals this weekend uh, on Saturday it's Laura against Bursa Kane and Nina at two uh, Drummond Inch against Knockavilla Dunsk Kickhams and Cashel at two and then on Sunday at uh, one o'clock it's Moneygall against Kilsheel and Kilcash in Clonolty and at the same time in Clonmel Sportsfield it's Skihina Rinky against Gold and Kilfiekel which, which of those um, four quarter finals are, are you probably more intrigued by and maybe a potential for an upset uh, potentially for an upset. I, I I was looking at the Boris again and Laura game there, and look, you'd obviously have Laura. I don't want to say too much to you, Shane. No, 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 no. To be <laughs> But uh, no, Laura will be going in the favourites. But like that's local derby, and you know the, the form book can go out the window, and lads are familiar with each other meet up and go into a game like that. Boris Kane have gradually improved the two matches over. Macavilla Kickham seem to have brought them on. They've Gary Ryan back, and they've got a bit of confidence back. Um, the only thing I would say is Laura probably got a bit of a wake-up call they needed against Borderland. Like all the talk around the county is that Laura a grade below where they should be and they were going to win at Handy. But like that match, Borderland really put it up to them. And I think it probably would have shocked Laura into going, right, this isn't going to be clear cut. We still have to produce what we have to produce to get over the line. So I can a derby like that, it can be, it can throw up some tasty uh, one-on-one matches in the match. So that would be a good match, I'd say, but... Laura, Laura should get the business done if they come with their A game Yeah I suppose one game I suppose if there's so many matches on this weekend I think one game that potentially could be the match of the weekend is the, the minor A final on Saturday in gold and Holy Cross Bally Cahill against my Kirky Burris at 4 o'clock it's a repeat of a mid-final and all, a classic by all accounts uh, which my Kirky won and probably against the odds too and I just look at the, the scores Holy Cross have put up since then is sort of they, they've for a bunch of young guys, they they they've circled the wagons, and um, it'd be interesting to see if they can turn this around tomorrow. Absolutely, and if it's half as good as the the mid final, we'll be in for another treat. Um, look, we we know that talent all across are bringing through with this this group of players for the last two or three years. A very strong under nineteen team as well, got it under fifteen, so they have a massively good crop there coming through. Um, in fairness to my Carcadell, I've been delighted with that win. Uh, a team that are our club that are producing fairly good underage teams themselves, um, so it's it's probably a better grade. You know, there's, there's less, um, you know, marrying to a system, stopping people hurling. These young lads probably go out and they hurl to their ability. No, no systems as such. Sweepers, like they draw caution to win, they go for it, and uh, that kind of linked itself in the mid final. That was really open game, high scoring, and very enjoyable. Absolutely, and it should be a fantastic final again tomorrow, four o'clock in Golden. Uh, and the Tracy of the Tipperary Star, thanks for joining us and across the line. How about it, sir? And in, there is another minor final tomorrow, that's the minor B final. It's in Dundrum at one fifteen between Moneygall, Clannacenny, and Gortnehu Glengool. A busy day tomorrow for Gortnehu fans into Dundrum at one fifteen, and then on to Cashel at four o'clock for their Premier Intermediate semi final. In Junior A hurling, we're at semi final stage tomorrow. Mile Rovers against Upper Church Ban in Boherlan at two o'clock. And it, at the same time in Feather, the other semi final is Grange Mokler, Bally Neal against Thurlis Sarsfields. Uh, the action starts tonight in the county championship. We have the first quarter final in Junior B hurling in Clonolty at 8 o'clock drum an inch up against uh, Salahed the, the other three uh, semi-final quarter-finals are on Sunday at firstly at half 11 in Temple 2 it's Clarahan against Lura at 1 o'clock in Capo White it's Care against Portro and then at 2 o'clock in Holy Cross it's Turles Arsfields against Nakavilla Dunaskay Kickhams time for another break and we're back in part 3 with Camogie 
And you're very welcome back to the show. And we turn our attention to Camogie where the semi-finals in the FPD Insurance County Senior Championship take place at the Camogie Grounds Rag tomorrow with holders Drum and Inch taking on Aeroga and Accarty at 1 o'clock followed by Cashel King Cormacs up against Clonalty Ross Moore at 2.45. Earlier on, I spoke with new Tipperary manager Dennis Kelly about the games. But firstly, I began by asking him about the standard of this year's championship. Yeah, look, it's been a good, interesting championship. Uh, you know, there's been some very good games and then, you know, other games maybe didn't live up to expectation. But look, there's loads of talent out there. I'm delighted with what I'm seeing so far. And even, you know, it's the senior level, but down through intermediate and even into junior, there's some great games and great talent on show. So it's really exciting times ahead from what I can see anyway. Yeah, I know. I suppose it's, it's, it's great. I suppose maybe for for years, Burgesson and Drum were a long way ahead of everyone else. But I think... What we're seeing at the moment is that there's definitely a rise in the standards, and while while Drum are probably still favourites, um, the likes of Cashel Clonolty and uh, Anacarty have definitely bridged the gap. Yeah, definitely. You know, I've seen Anacarty, for instance, they would have been back behind a little bit in the picking order, but I've seen them playing Burgess Duhara, and they had a very impressive win in that game. You know, I know Quiva Maher was probably out, out uh, injured for that game, but at the same time, they were very impressive in that game. So I think they'll give Drum and Inch a good game of it uh, tomorrow. You know, still Drum have to be favourites. They're going for four in a row. Uh, you know, they've a formidable side there, and they've a lot of experience in that side. And you know they seem to be going to the well every year, and people are uh, expecting them maybe to you know to just run out of juice and that in the legs for the legs of Joanne Ryan and these these women, but they stay coming back, and they're you know they're they're really hard to beat. So you know it's going to be it's going to be tough. You have Cashel and Nolte on the other side, both of them. Uh, that'll be a real tight game, uh, I expect, and it's hard to call that one. You know, mm. just uh, just just sticking with the, the the first semi-final. That's uh, Drum and Inch against uh, Eirog and at one o'clock at the Camogie Grounds. Um, as you say, like Drum, they the, the don't like like going anywhere. But uh, you mentioned Anacarty's win over Duhara, and I suppose I think Anacarty probably one of the strongest underage clubs the last few years, and it's probably they were looking for probably that notable maybe victory to sort of give the that group of girls a bit of belief that they they're at the at the top end and. Uh, and they got it in the quarter final. Yeah, definitely. You know, they had some fine performances on that day, and and you know they they really fought it out hard. And you know, going over to Kilcoman and beating Duhara is Burns Duhara is no mean feat. Uh, you know, so it's a huge win for them. That'll give them oodles of confidence going into the the semi final tomorrow. You know, but again, look at tomorrow is, is a different story. Again, you have a really experienced drum side uh, going for four in a row and they've been here before and you know I think I'm hearing there's a couple of uh, their injured players making it back like some Maria Connolly back in action again to, should be back in action again tomorrow and a few more like that so they're adding to the panel all the time I hear Michelle Short is also uh, back doing a, doing a bit and uh, going fairly well so you know they're, they're, they're getting stronger and it's the same similar most years they get stronger as the championship goes on um, so the, it could be a that, duster, you know the fact that they met in the group stage about five weeks ago do you think that will uh, make any I suppose will it give Anna Carty uh, maybe a, a, an idea of maybe what to do differently this time yeah they seem to be fairly shrewd on the sideline Anna Carty they've they look like a well-coached team, so definitely it might give them ideas. But also on the other side, you know, Drummond Inch, they've, 
they've probably seen you know areas maybe where they can attack on a carty. So it'll be it'll be very interesting to see how this one plays out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I suppose we looking at Anna Carty and, and the fact that Clonolty and uh, Cashlin, the other semi final, uh, I suppose that, that the power base in Camogie seems to be shifting towards uh, West Tipperary. And I suppose some, well, firstly, we look talk about Cashel, like they were, I suppose, the dominant force about 20 years ago that they, they, they fell back a long way. But uh, I suppose from their point of view, to be back in a, another semi final, and, and from their point of view, they'll be hoping to take go another step further than they did last year. Yeah, look, they look like a really nice, uh, balanced team. Uh, I seen them playing uh, Nakavilla Donisky earlier on in the year, and um, you know they look they have a nice mix there of uh, youth and experience. You know they have Philly Fogarty back in the, in the centre forward position now this year, or in around the forward line, and she's you know she has done it all. And Ula the wire is also back back in the fray, maybe coming off the bench. So they're adding that to the the real you know they've lovely uh, young talent coming through there. Um, you know the two Fahey sisters, and you've you saw Shrine and uh, Karen Blair, and you've loads. You could they go Grace Maloney there as well. So they have a real nice young team coming through, and you add in Philly Fogarty and like Savoni the Wire, and of course Quiva Purdue. She's the real diamond in in that whole mix. You know she's yeah, she, she's available from her cocky commitments. It's just, it's a great boost for them at the moment. It's huge because you know you can really base a forward line around someone like that. Uh, I seen her in that game against Nakavilla, and uh, you know she was really she was deadly accurate in front of the goals, and she was creating scores for others as well. So you know she's a huge boost, and it'll, she'll take a bit of watching uh, tomorrow. Yeah, and I suppose speaking of Clonolty, I suppose that they've been the nearly team of the last uh, last couple of years. But but they're I suppose with with, um, with Claude Quirk back, um, like they still have probably the, one of the best players in the county in Cartavan in the forward line. They've young players and the likes of Emer Burke coming through, Casey Hennessy, um, very uh, a very pr- productive half forward there as well. They have a very very strong spine to their team. Yeah, very strong spine, you know, and you throw in like Zavimer Lukeman, she's mm-hmm. she's a real good uh, woman marker, you know, she 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 blots a lot of uh, class forward out out of the game. So and Lorna Ryan is there as well. So you have a really, really good uh, good uh, mix there as well for them. They have a little bit more experience probably than, than Cashel. They've been around there. You know, the final last year, they weren't far away. Uh, you know, 3 9 to one ten. there was nothing in it. Like So, uh, you know, they'll be hoping to, to get one over on Cashel and then maybe have another crack at Drum if they come through their semi-final. But, you know, this one I think is even tighter than the first one uh, and to be very hard to call as you know, but maybe, you know, maybe closely by a point or two. Tipperary um, new Tipperary senior Camogie manager Dennis Kelly uh, talking with me early on ahead of those two senior Camogie semi-finals tomorrow at the RAG Drummond Inch against Aero again at Carty at 1 o'clock Cashel Kikormans against Clonalty Rossmore at 2.45 time for a final break and we'll be back in part 4 with Greyhound Racing Tip FM's Greyhound Update in association with Greyhound Racing Ireland because this runs deep and you're very welcome back to the show and at uh, this time of a Friday night it's uh, time to talk dogs and this is a Barry Drake's weekly Greyhound Report. Yeah so we have another uh, massive weekend to look forward to in the world of Greyhound Racing. Um, I was out of action last week uh, so just to give my recap on what was another magical night at uh, Shelburne Park for the Irish Greyhound Derby final. It was great to be in attendance um, you know such a massive crowd uh, the uh, feature racing back on national TV and I think Greyhound Racing uh, was very much 
much back on the map and anyone that uh, witnessed uh, the race in action at Shelburne Park um, you know they've been all speaking uh, you know in, in such uh, you know wonderful words um, after what was a, a real uh, great spectacle and as I said a big night for Greyhound Racing congratulations to uh, killing all trainer Jennifer O'Donnell um, who uh, trained Boar Warrior uh, to Irish Greyhound Derby success uh, what a, a thrilling final it was and you know you have to uh, I suppose say that Born Warrior uh, was a, a most deserving win- winner such a consistent sort throughout the derby and um, he delivered one of his typical uh, front running winning performance to land the spoils there in 29.53 for the whatever you like syndicate so killing all success um, in the feature final just in terms of racing action over the course of the weekend plenty to look forward to, to on the local front uh, Clanmel uh, track have been doing big work over the course of the last couple of months great to see the track going so well some really good benefit nights as well and uh, we, we all know of course um, you know how important benefit nights are for, for clubs and stuff like that so great to see them um, going so well down in Clanmel just one great to keep an eye on tonight in race number 5 we're going to go with Emer Stella uh, this one for Emer Dunn was unlucky last time but did run a big race um, on debut and I think that will get the job done there in race number 5 that's due off at 8.30 main danger there could come from times up cheers uh, runs in race number or trap number 4 there for the parachute syndicate in Feathered so good action to look forward to in Clanmel tonight if you're heading along 7.30 start on to um, Turles tomorrow night they also have some good racing action down for decision 7.35 start at uh, featuring the semi-finals of the Casco Dog Foods uh, Owen two stake which is always uh, a wonderful competition any other news will start as favourite uh, in the opening semi-final for Sean Conway a uh, great performance to win at 29.09 last time uh, the obvious danger there is Cluan Creed uh, for Daniel and Tom Cronin uh, 29.38 winner in the opening round second semi-final uh, much I suppose uh, tougher affair I'm going to go with uh, trap number three here. Great distraction who ran so well in the first round uh, owned and trained there by Paul Brussels in County Tipperary. So that's always a a high-class competition. Uh, Moving on to Clanmel then on Sunday night, 7.30 start. Some really competitive racing action to look forward to um, there uh, on um, Sunday night. Uh, We're going to race number seven, which is an A1, A2. Emers Malachi, JJ Dunn's Greyhound looks a really, really nice sort. Think this one will go very well. Obvious danger there is Romeo Jet, uh, who's trained in Golden and County Tipperary by Graham Holland. Both of them can fight that race out on Sunday night. Big racing action in Shelburne Park as well. The 2022 Racing Post Greyhound TV Juvenile Derby reaches its third round. Uh, Velasco heads the market for anti-post uh, success, uh, owned by Des Greystone in Tralee, trained by Owen McKenna in New Inn. Uh, this uh, flying early pacer set the standard uh, last week when winning in 28.07 he can confirm um, his winning form with another uh, front running winning performance there in race number 5 Droopy's got it is the big danger there uh, for trainer Ian Riley. elsewhere um, it's that time of the year again down in Curraheen Park in Cork because the opening round of the 2022 Irish Greyhound Laurels uh, gets underway 30,000 euros uh, to the winner of that competition uh, Cork I suppose GA uh, legend Jimmy Barry Murphy has done Trojan work uh, for this competition over the last number of 
years and they were expecting big crowds in Cork for the next five weeks Swords Rex is the anti-post favourite he runs in race number three in Cork on Saturday night trained in golden by Graham Holland 27-79 a sensational performance around Shelburne Park um, and Derby final night he'll start his favourite there and he will take plenty of beating one time only the defending champion runs in race number four that's trained in golden as well by Thomas O'Donovan he's bidding for back to back Laurel's success uh, Serene Ace is another big player owned by Edmund Ryan and Clare Hinn, trained by Tipperary trainer Michael O'Donovan he'll be ideally suited uh, to this um, test at Curraheen Park and he's another one that can feature prominently uh, for outright glory another two to keep an eye on Bacco's Budsit for Graham Holland and also good Cody for Patrick Kilfoyle so that's the Cork feature the Irish Greyhound Laurels in Curraheen Park over the next five weeks uh, looking forward to catching up with you all again on uh, Tip FM uh, next uh, Friday night and no doubt we'll have plenty to talk about my thanks to Barry, <coughs> Barry Drake for that and just moving on to rugby it's the second round of the All-Ireland League on Saturday in Division 2A Nina Ormond will be aiming to build under winning start over UL Bohemian when they welcome MU Barnhall to Lissatoni while UL Bowes provide the opposition for Cashel as they look to bounce back from their opening round loss to Navin in their first home game in Spafield tomorrow remember next Friday sees Nina host Cashel in the first AIL derby of the season and we'll preview that game in next week's show Con Mel are away to Oma tomorrow and just in terms of local soccer it's a Munster Junior Cup second round weekend in North and South Tipperary with the tide around is in South Tipperary on Sunday St Michael's at home to Clonmel Town that game is at 3 o'clock clock and it's FAI Junior Cup second round weekend in the Limerick League involving Nina AFC and Newport Newport are at home to Janesborough Nina AFC are away to Pike Rovers both of those games at 10.30am on Sunday and that jingle means it's about it for this week's show I want to thank all my guests and to my producer Paul Carroll, don't forget our live offering this weekend of hurling action tomorrow uh, half past three and Nina Burgess against Ross Graham will have the two senior semi-finals live from Simple Stadium on Sunday afternoon I'll be back next Friday evening at, at, at six for another edition of Across the Line bye for now